Hallelujah. Anybody made it? Hallelujah. I never would have made it. Yeah, yeah. God bless you. Thank you. Thank God bless you all so tremendously. Yeah, yeah. Tamika, Hallelujah. thank you. Hallelujah. God bless you all. Praise the Y'all on fire. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Good morning, everybody. What a blessing it has been already. Yes. We are here today to celebrate life. Yes. 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 That's it. Bless his name. We are here today to worship the one true and living God, healer, protector, provider. What a blessing. May I say, good morning, Lord. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Good morning, elder brother Jesus. And thank you for how you've blessed us thus far. God, I give you praise now for this hour. For it is now come that we might deliver and expound upon your word. I ask for your grace, your continued grace, your continued mercies. Speak through me as I speak to your people. Touch hearts, touch minds. Change like never before. Oh, God, I give you praise for every mountain. Hallelujah. We give you praise for every valley. We give you praise. Oh, God. You're so wonderful. You're so kind. You're so merciful. Ah, God, we bless your name today, and we honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. To my precious, precious pastor, Katani, I love you. Thank you. That's right. That's right. Don't be scared. Give it what's due. Thank you for allowing us this opportunity to celebrate. This is our journey of hope, cancer care ministry, celebrating the lives of those who have survived and are thriving. Yes, yes. And what we didn't say yet was we're celebrating the caregivers too. If you ever had to walk through this, you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Yes. Pastor Sam, our executive pastor, good to see you, and his lovely wife. You know, he like to say, my lovely wife. I like my lovely wife. Yeah. God bless you all. God bless every one of you. To my amazing team, Ojo, our journey of hope. These are the most amazing people, but I'm not going to talk about them right now. But they are. Y'all could clap. Listen, 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 listen. 
In case you didn't know, you're at Restoration Christian Fellowship. We're free. Ain't we, Pastor Sam? We're free. So you're free to praise God. However it is you want, you can clap your hands, you can yell out, you can, um, you know, we got plenty aisle space to, all right, all right, all right. Your amens and hallelujahs are more than welcome. So I'd like to draw our attention to St. John, the gospel according to St. John chapter 5. And we're going to begin reading at verse 1. And I want, to, I want to read verses 1 through 9 and then jump down to verses 14 and 15. Thank you for, to all of the survivors who took time out from your church to come and visit with us today. Thank you. Amen. Amen. To those of you who are online you're a survivor. We're celebrating you too. Amen. So, everybody got it? Amen. Amen. The scripture begins by reading after this. And I'm reading from the English version. After this, there was a feast of the Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem now there is in Jerusalem, by the Sheep Gate, a pool, in Aramaic called Bethesda, which had five roofed colonnades. Verse 3, And these lay a multitude of invalids, blind, lame, and paralyzed. I'm going to skip to verse 5. One man was there who had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been there a long time. You got it, a long time. He said to him, do you want to be healed? The sick man answered, sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. And while I'm going, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, get up, take up your bed and walk. And at once the man was healed and he took up his bed and walked. Let's jump down to verse 14, very important. I probably won't get to uh, exposit on 14 and 15, but you need it in your mind to remember what I'm saying. Afterward, Jesus found him. Afterward, 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 Jesus found him in the temple. In the temple and said to him, see, you are well. Sin no more that nothing worse may happen to you. The man went away and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had healed him. I usually have trouble making up titles for my messages. I made up one, but I'm not going to use it. So I have another one. I'm just going to simply call this Hope at the Pool. 
hope at the pool. The reason that I did not read for you chapter, I'm sorry, verse 4. I'm going to read verse 4 from the King James Version because the English Version omitted verse 4. Uh-huh. The reason it was at, uh, 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 omitted, I'm going to give it to you. Verse 4 says, for an angel, this is from the New King James Version, went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well from whatever disease he had. Most theologians and scholars agree that was not a part of the original manuscript. I know it's a little disturbing. It's okay though. Because what happened is these people gathered according to superstition. Now, you might say, really? In the Bible? Nothing new under the sun. I was raised in a household where if one shoe was under the bed and you had one on looking for it, my mama tried to crack you in your head because you weren't supposed to run around the house. It was bad luck to run around the house with one shoe on. You couldn't open an umbrella in the house. We had little sayings, didn't we? Step on a crack, break your mama's back. <laughs> yeah, don't split the post. And people bought that and they did it. They believed it. Oops, a black cat just crossed your path. That's bad luck. Oh, the mirror broke while you were looking in it. That's it. Yeah. Cook them cabbage on New Year's Eve so you can be prosperous. Be sure you put the black eyed peas with it. How many of y'all cooked and cooked and cooked? Did you get any dividends? My point is, is when you pull it all together, all it takes is one good lie to be perpetuated. The Bible says in verse 3 or verse 2, in Jerusalem, by the sheep gate, a pool. Now, it was not a swimming pool. It was a pool that led into the temple. And in order to get into Jerusalem, any visitor would know that you have to go through the walls of Jerusalem. The way through the walls, in this case, was the sheep gate. This was where the sheep were brought in as an enterprise. They were sold for sacrifices so that people would be able to have their animals right there. The Bible says there were five roofed colonnades. I like to think they were like little gazebos. The Bible also calls them porticos or porches. In these lay multitudes. Do I need to define multitudes? Good. You already know. Multitudes of invalids, blind, lame, and paralyzed. Get a, get a, get a, get a, a visual of that. Multitudes, fifties, hundreds, on five porches, 
and none of them could do anything for himself. Whew. Sounds like the ICU. Except in the ICU, somebody was helping. But nobody was helping here. Here were these people, John chapter 5, so poignant that it gives us what's going down in Bethesda on that day. Bethesda, by the way, means house of mercy. <sighs> kind of an oxymoron, huh? It would seem like a place called the house of mercy would not have all of these people where it looked like no mercy was being shown. Sounds like not restoration, the church down the street. The place of mercy where sometimes it doesn't look like there's mercy being shown. Jesus is on his way up to Jerusalem, going through the sheep gates that lead into the city. The Savior is on his way to the citadel of Jerusalem for a feast. The Bible does not describe what feast, but in doing our study, we found that it was right after Pentecost, and there were several feasts going on. He decides to go through the Sheep Gate, and on the other side of the gate and to the north of the temple was a pool and those five porches, those blind, lame, paralyzed, people with atrophied limbs. That means that the bone had not, or the muscle had not grown with the bone. And so you've probably seen people where the leg or the arm is drawn up, atrophied. They couldn't do anything for themselves. The picture the picture would be comical if it weren't so tragic. I, I want you, I really, really, really want you to get this visual. So, so there's, a, there's blind people and, and, and there's people who are lame. They cannot walk. They may be leaning on a, a stick, a crutch. Uh, there, there, there are those who are laying on mats. And so they said... When the water was troubled, the first one in would get healed. I submit to you, that's not the way the Lord works. That's another reason verse 4 had to be moved. Imagine what the world would be like if God would only bless those who least needed the blessing. The scripture says that whom much is given, much is Required, yeah, you know your Bible. And so imagine this, this, this picture. When the water was trouble, there had to be a stirring. People were making noise going, there it is, there it is. Come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. And then you have a blind man who, he's falling over the lame man. The one who, who's paralyzed, he's just under it. He's being trampled. What a picture. And then only one gets healed out of the multitudes? Oh, something's wrong with that picture. My old pastor used to say, argue with the scripture. It'll argue back. It'll tell you. 
their despair. Imagine the despair compounding. One more time, I didn't make it. One more time, I don't get my healing. And there was no time given that the water would bubble up. It is said that in Palestine, there were many springs, hot springs, and they would bubble up. And we still have springs in Arkansas, Colorado Springs, where there are medicinal properties in the water. And people still go there for healing. So that was probably what was going on. Well, you know, there is no time to say it bubbles up at this time or that time. But now, there they were. They would lay by the pool, not because it had spa-like qualities and healing vapors, but just because it was commonly believed. Be careful of what you commonly hear. Be careful of CNN and MSNBC and what you're commonly, commonly hear. What you're hearing on the phone when you call your neighbor. It's not always true. All right, I won't go far into that. <laughs> when the water got stirred up, picture it, the race would begin. The paralyzed man on the ground probably trying to get there. And like I said, the blind man, he's just running any which way. And the lame man, again, falling, stumbling, trying to get to the healing waters. Jesus comes onto this scene and he sees a brother out of all of the multitudes, he sees one brother and the Bible says Jesus knows this man had been sick a long time. Mm -hmm. The man had some type of infirmity. It doesn't say what type. Some type of infirmity for 38 years. 38 years. And it stands to reason that in that 38 years, the majority of them have been spent. Can you even imagine that? Laying by the pool. Mm. Waiting for the water to move so he could be healed. 38 years. 38 years he's been coming to the same pool. Why would he? But anyway... 38 years coming to the same pool. Things ain't no better. 38 years going through the same motions, wrestling with the same issues. How can you go to a place where you're supposed to be healed? Where there is an expectation that you could be healed Hmm. and not get healed. 38 years, I'm talking to someone with a long addiction that you think you just can't get rid of. This is going to be your life. I'm talking to somebody with, with children who have just been in trouble forever and ever. Looks like they just won't come out. I'm talking to somebody who you know you've raised them right, but they're disrespectful 
And they seem to be because they're adults. They can just. 38 years. I know you still think I'm talking about the Bible, but I just slipped into the church. And I can't understand for the life of me how we come to church Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, week after week after week, and still be wrestling with the same issues. And you've never been healed. So Jesus shows up, and he looks this man in the face. Hey, bro, hey, hey, hey. I got a question for you. And it seems to be a kind of silly question. Do you want to be made well? It seems to be. I'm in a place where I'm supposed to be healed. And you ask me now, do I want to be healed? Come on. Come on, Jesus. Why does Jesus ask that question? Well, you know, the brother had been going through a long time. And sometimes when you go through for a long time, you lose the desire to be made well. You lose hope. This man was in a hopeless position. And so Jesus is saying, do you want to be made well? Sometimes when you go through for a long time, it becomes comfortable not to have to get up and put your clothes on. You can stay in your PJs all day, watch the stories. Sometimes when you've been going through for a long time, somebody's bringing you breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That feels pretty doggone good. I think I'll just lay here in the bed. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes in the place where you're supposed to receive healing, you come to that place and go through the motions. <laughs> I may not be delivered, but I'm going to keep singing my solo every Sunday. I'm going to be in the choir stand. And I'm going to be shouting at shouting time. But when I leave, I'm just as sick as when I came in. Oh, my God. Woo! Jesus realizes that there's a problem at this place called Bethesda. The problem is that there are folks who've been coming so long, they've learned to be functional in dysfunctionality. <laughs> Rewind. Press play. They've learned to be functional in dysfunctionality. They've learned to become comfortable in unhealthiness. Whew, it's tight, but it's right. They've learned and adapted and adjusted to sickness. And now rather than trying to change, they just want to cope. I'll just cope. I'll just be here. Catch me next time. Rather than being delivered from it, they're trying to live with that secret illicit affair that you're having. So Jesus is saying, listen, listen, I need to know where you are on this. I need to know where you are. I need to know where you, I need to, I need, 
you, I need to know where you, you, you are on this. Do you want to be made whole? Now I hear somebody saying, well, I'm not sick. There's nothing wrong with my body. I'm physically okay. Uh, in case you didn't know, there's some illness, sickness that you can have while your body is physically whole. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So do you desire, you know, when, when, when the scripture talks about being whole, he's just not talking about touching this man and then suddenly his body will be well. He's talking about being holy. Okay. Am I still in the right room? Uh-huh. I need to know where you are. The first level of change begins with your hope and your desire. It begins there. Do you desire to be holy? Okay. You don't have to answer that. Do you desire to be right with God? Do you desire to walk after the commandments of God in his word? Newsflash, that's what we're supposed to be doing. Yes, yes. How is it that we would ever go out and make disciples and have people drawn to us when we aren't living the lives that we sing about or living the lives that we talk about, living the lives that we preach about? That's what it's about. It's not about fake it till you make it. No, no. Are you comfortable operating through the motions as they were in Bethesda and not truly being healed. Hmm. My sisters and my brothers, there are a whole lot of churches that ought to be called Bethesda Fellowship Church because they are littered with sick folk who really don't have a desire to be holy, who don't have a desire to walk in righteousness, but they're glad to be going through the motions of the church. Remember that song? I'm glad to be in the service. Yes, I'm just glad to be here. Been out all night, ain't been to bed yet, just did take a shower. But I'm glad to be in the service one more time. Yes. Just glad to be, I don't want to be, I don't, want, don't bother me about being holy. Let's not talk about walking right. I'm here. And some will even say, I went to church. Uh-huh. My brothers and my sisters, there's a difference between knowing you ought to live right and hungering after holiness. The Lord Jesus can make you spiritually well if you seize the moment of opportunity. You really want to be well? He's here. We're no longer living in those times. Our God is omnipotent. He will meet you right where you are. Oh, bless his name today. All of us at some point have lived around that pool of Bethesda. We've been spiritually blinded, emotionally lame, morally atrophied. 
Some of us have been there so many years. We haven't even stopped hope. We have stopped hoping. Whew. That's sad when a person gives up hope. I praise God for this ministry that we have our journey of hope. And our goal is to bring that hope, that same Jesus, to those who may be missing it or even have run out of it. Verses 7 and 8. Look at that. The sick man answered, Sir, I have no one to put me in the pool when it's stirred up. And while I'm going down, another steps before me. Interesting. This man dodged, avoided, and evaded the awesome moment of encounter with Jesus. You know why? He didn't know who he was. And he's like, who is this coming to talk to me now? I would have been shocked because Jesus was probably the only one walking. The only one coming to say, can I help you? But he did not recognize him as Jesus. Here he's saying, Jesus says, do you want to be made whole? He says, I can't get in the water. Do you want to be made whole? I can't get in the water. You didn't even know you were talking to the living water. The living water is asking you. If we read the story, he didn't heal by the water. Yeah. But Jesus' answer to him was, get up. Take up your bed and walk. And another version says, immediately, immediately, suddenly, do you think if you had not walked for 38 years, you would know how to get up and walk? He pricked hope in this man's heart. And the Bible says the man got up, rolled up his mat, put it on his back, and walked. Somebody here today needs to know that what it is that's been carrying you, God wants to take it from you. But he wants you to roll it up and carry it. Not because he wants you to have a mat, so that you can have a testimony. Everywhere you go, what is that on your back? My testimony, let me tell you what happened to me. Nicodemus wondered how a man could enter his mother's womb. The paralyzed one was raising up these trivial difficulties. Don't you know if this is Jesus? He could have picked him up and dropped him in the pool. But that wasn't his goal. He went on. And Jesus responds with power. He didn't give another proposal or procedure like we can so corporately be caught up in all of the things that God wants us to do. We can put together a committee of people who would come and be the local drop people in the pooler, in the pool committee. Uh, Mots, I hate them. <laughs> yes, he didn't do that. He didn't call for the deacon board. And usher board. But he said, get up. Get up. He's the only one in all of history. Whoever said, rise, take up your bed and walk. He told the man to do three things, not one. Rise, get up. 
What he's saying to him is you're already healed. Get up. You're going to see it. Now, the man's healing was not in so much Jesus' saying, but it was in his obedience. Big word. Oh, word. We ought to keep that word in our wallets. Obedience. God wants obedience. He wants to do things for us. This man was instantly, instantly, instantly made whole. He was summoned to responsible living, which he could not have done before. I say to somebody here, don't let your disappointment be so great that it speaks out ahead of your faith. I'm going to rewind and press play. Don't let your disappointment be so great that it speaks out ahead of your faith. I believe God is saying to you today, rise and be healed in the name of Jesus. The late Bishop G.E. Patterson used to say, I command you to be healed, be delivered, and be set free. And at once, the man was healed, and he took up his bed and walked. Newsflash, lame man walking. Lame man walking. What is your issue? Lame man walking. Fit whatever your issue is in there and get up and walk. Be blessed, my brothers and my sisters. I am going to ask those of you, you may be desiring prayer or desiring someone to pray with you. As pastor comes, our altar is open. Don't forget, you're free. Amen. Amen. Amen.